I've been looking forward to a chance to chat with Sam Cooper. Sam has just done brilliant work when it comes to uh, the Communist Party of China's infiltration of Canada, and of course, the latest revolution, uh, revelations rather uh, with Sam talking about interference in the 2019 election. I also got to mention this, though. If you want a brilliant read, we'll read Willful Blindness, How a Network of Narcos, Tycoons, and CCP Agents Infiltrated the West. I called it the book of the year uh, last May, and it certainly is. It's a, a phenomenal read and a frightening read at the same time. This is the latest escalation of that and revelations. Sam, thanks for taking the time with us. Thanks for having me. And by the way, Sam, you got to know this, uh, obviously, with your work at Global News, and uh, I love the work that Terry Glavin's done on this file and a few others. You are the guys I always put forward when people criticize the media. I say a lot of that criticism is justified. But remember, there are people like Sam Cooper out there breaking stories of tremendous importance. And this is certainly the category this falls under. Maybe give me a quick uh, summation of the latest stuff. As I say, we find out that uh, money uh, coming maybe indirectly, but coming from the Communist Party of China has played a part in the last election, influencing, you know, several candidates or several uh, electoral boundary or electoral districts, that kind of stuff. Give us uh, maybe a quick rundown of that. That's right, Mike. Uh, over the, the course of the past year, uh, in a broad way, I've been uh, investigating and researching what is called uh, Xi Jinping's United Front Work Department and how this sprawling international agency is involved in foreign influence operations worldwide. We've learned a lot uh, in, in worldwide media reading uh, from journalists in Australia about how the uh, China's uh, uh, system of the United Front used business people, casino gamblers, uh, uh, people of uh, from from all backgrounds, and let's get it straight: not just people of uh, Chinese uh, origin, to infiltrate that that country's system to the point where a senator was forced to step down. A eight hundred dollar, uh, eight hundred million dollar per year whale gambler, so called in Australia, uh, was outed as an agent. And this was due to uh, you know attention in Australia on that issue and new laws. What I have revealed uh, in my new reports uh, stems from people within uh, intelligence communities bringing forward information to me, and uh, really their motivation was that Canada faces a deep problem like Australia, but really we're wide open. We have no foreign interference laws to tackle modern foreign interference. Again, let's stress this. This isn't just the Chinese Communist Party. It's hostile regimes, Russia, uh, Iran. North Korea, even some of those countries that we, we don't see as enemies are involved in influencing our politics. But let's get back to China. What I found was intelligence reports uh, over the past few years, and especially a high level one in 2022, alleged that uh, the Toronto Chinese consulate had routed significant clandestine fund transfers into an alleged political interference network involving uh, individuals allegedly working for China, you know, under covert uh, methods. And the, the allegation very strictly is that large fund transfers went into this network. Uh, furthermore, the intelligence that I obtained and, and reviewed showed that at least, uh, according to CSIS investigations, at least 11 candidates and 13 campaign staffers are part of this network. So I've reported on this. Uh, I've reported that uh, uh, my sources indicate this 
reporting was escalated to uh, senior Canadian officials, including the prime minister. And uh, really, this is just part of what uh, reports to detail China's vast interference, pretty much all centered around uh, Xi Jinping's united front, uh, the, an agency uh, that, that escalated its attacks on democracies worldwide in 2015. This is exactly what the intelligence says. And uh, I'll, I'll end my answer here by saying it's not just about election interference, covert funding. It's about uh, undeclared Chinese police stations uh, identified, we know now, by the RCMP investigating in Toronto. Following my reports, these escalations, these in investigations have been ramped up. And uh, I'll, I'll leave you with one more thought. Uh, on, the, on the attack on democracy side, the intelligence points to uh, not just the supporting of Beijing favored candidates, but the attacking of MPs, threats, harassment, uh, research into uh, MPs' writings if China sees them as a threat. So that's, it's just, uh, I've been, my, you know, I've been following this for a while, but this was new information that, that, that raised the alarm to just extremely, extremely concerning levels. There are people, Mike, that think that our democracy is a lot closer to the precipice than, than anyone could believe. And now that I've seen the intelligence, I, I can say that this evidence is stunning and dangerous. I couldn't agree more, by the way. And, uh, you know, it's brilliant work that I think is just essential information. But one of the things that jumps out, Sam, at me, uh, for, for me, is that, come on, we've had warnings from CSIS that you've been chronicling, and I'm off the top of my head going back at least five years. Uh, you know, uh, the parliamentarian committee on this, on, on that, talking about Chinese threats, talking about cybersecurity, Canadian militaries talk that way. Uh, my re reaction to that is, and so little has been done. And now, as you say, we've escalated into our elections, into the offices of members of parliament. That's right. Uh, another uh, first to your point that this has been reported for 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 decades, really now. And yeah, the, that's the, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the warnings have been escalating. You're right. For about the past five, 10 years. But the, uh, you know, successive governments, we can't just blame any one government. We can't blame any one level of government. This is about uh, levels down to school boards, Mike. And uh, the warnings are very, very sharp. And yet, as my reporting showed, CSIS, our intelligence agencies, can talk and warn all they want. But they're, without a tool to prosecute this modern foreign interference, uh, our, our agencies are really at their uh, wits end. Uh, as an economist, you know, <laughs> uh, you know the phrase, pushing on a string. Well, if you don't have laws to back up the intelligence, there's really no prosecutorial endgame. And as one of the great you know, expert uh, former thesis officers said, hey, this isn't the, the, the old thread of the, the KGB man in a black uh, fedora and, and an overcoat. You know, this is not just about you know, industrial espionage, stealing of national secrets. It's about influence that can get close to uh, very covertly uh, controlling the mechanisms of government and having visibility into uh, our MPs, senators, uh, municipal councillors' offices. So in a nutshell, this is about other countries, Australia, United Kingdom, United States, most notably, are ramping up and already have very tough laws to expose foreign interference from these hostile regimes. 
and Canada really shockingly has little or nothing to to prosecute. I'll, I'll, I'll hammer that point one more time. Your listeners won't believe it, but there are people on the inside and CSIS and RCMP that say we've known about these covert police stations uh, or, you know, uh, secret Chinese police repatriation operations targeting uh, you know, critics of the regime, not just economic fugitives, running operations on Canadian soil. Our agencies have known about this for years, but some people on say, well, there's it, it could be legal. It's very hard to prosecute that activity, foreign interference. And so that's the, the, the where we are right now, looking at why does Canada not have new modern laws? Uh, yeah, and that's what jumps out at me is that I, I appreciate, and your point's so so important for people to understand. We don't have the tools to deal with this, but as you say, other jurisdictions, uh, you know, other countries have come up with the tools. Why the reticence here? Why the foot dragging? I mean, as you say, it's not like this is. I mean, the latest revelations, yes, are are, are fresh. They're telling us the the seriousness of this issue. But we've known it's been there, as you say. Why haven't we developed those rules when we at least could use a template from other countries? That, you know, I could say that it's a, it, it's a no-brainer question, but here's an, a, it, here's an example or a no-brainer answer. Uh, here's an example that hammers the point home. From my first story, former uh, BC area conservative Kenny Chu in 2021 proposed a foreign agent registry where uh, if you're uh, in Canada and you're working covertly for another country, you uh, getting paid, you at least have to declare your interest. And Mr. Chu said that would uh, bring some transparency and protection to democracy. He wasn't going as far as the United Kingdom or Australia, where if you don't declare those types of activities and are caught, you'll go to jail. But he was on the road and guess what happened? He was, we know, he was targeted for his uh, Canada protecting bill, a private member's bill that did not pass. He was targeted by the very same actors, my sources indicate, involved in democratic political election interference through uh, WeChat's smear campaigns, criticizing him as anti-China, anti-Asian, criticizing a Chinese Canadian as being racist against Chinese uh, people. So just uh, absurd, really, Chinese intelligence disinformation operations will target Canadian parliamentarians that step up uh, to uh, uh, table modern laws. And that just shows you the other side of the threat from covert funding is covert attacks against our parliamentarians. And uh, Mike, I'm continuing to, to, to look into tips, evidence, and intelligence that, that I have and have been told to look for along these lines. And I believe there's more shocking uh, evidence to come out. And coming back to the other point you're making about, you know, the Chinese security services, you know, have set up, what do we want to call them, police stations? I mean, they're they're boasting about literally hundreds of thousands of nationals persuaded to return on various charges. And But this is inside Canada, of course, other countries too, but inside Canada. And uh, I, I just think people either aren't aware of it, I can't believe they're complacent about it, you know, service stations in greater Toronto area, you know, come on, three of them. That's right. These are what are called, uh, you're exactly right, undeclared, quote unquote, uh, Chinese police stations. The information was already starting to come out in international reports that pointed to uh, open source findings where even in Chinese government documents, these Worldwide police stations are declared. They're said to be 
uh, linked to Fujian province police bureaus and under the cover of, uh, according to the, you know, the Chinese embassies worldwide of offering services uh, to, 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 to people, uh, you know, such people that might be looking for license renewals or, or things of this nature, which is just absurd. But Michael, uh, I have been, as you know, uh, in my book, I've already been looking at networks in Vancouver where we would have powerful Chinese former military or police officials uh, who happen to be, uh, you know, caught up in illegal casino investigations, who happen to appear beside consul officials, who happen to rub shoulders with Canadian politicians. These, uh, according to my, my work that hasn't come out yet, uh, you know, in the global news reports, but my knowledge, my years of research, these should be the very types of people that are involved in these networks revolving around these so-called police stations. And a key point here, these buildings are shocking, you know, that this activity of targeting uh, people from East Asia who've, who, who've immigrated to Canada to live in freedom can now be targeted by uh, covert Chinese agents on Canadian soil. It's shocking, but it's not just about buildings. It's about those networks of people uh, surrounding these buildings that, that may show up for meetings, uh, but don't really operate out of the building. As I say, you've written a brilliant book about this, and that's what I really want to get across to people. You ought to have a look at Willful Blinded, how a network of narcos, tycoons, and CCP agents infiltrated the West, because the level of it is extensive. The latest revelations, I think, are shocking for people when you start talking about coming into the parliamentary system, uh, both as elected officials and people working in the offices. But I, I, again, I think I want to just get you, Sam, quickly to emphasize the degree that infiltration is taking place, uh, whether we're talking about drugs, uh, organized crime, uh, and the economic infiltration I'm interested in. Well, the, the latest revelations, what they showed uh, in black and white, in evidence I obtained uh, that can't be refuted, no matter who tries to refute it, this evidence uh, will stand up in court. Uh, Canadian intelligence has investigated and believes that Chinese consulates in Canada are directing large-scale transfers into Canada's political system. Again, uh, one of the pieces of intelligence said that the Chinese consulate in Toronto directed a $1 million transfer in 2014 to arrange fake protests around something called the Confucius Institutes that were uh, seeking a deal with the Toronto District School Boards. And your listeners may ask, why so much money to influence a, uh, a school. Well, the, the key here is that these schools, uh, according to United States State Department, uh, which involves United States intelligence and other governments worldwide, are directed by Xi Jinping's United Front Work Department. Again, this is the worldwide uh, agency that's involved in interference, influence, soft power, messaging, and covert intelligence operations. Uh, I also talked to Taiwan's top diplomat in Ottawa, an expert on the United Front. Uh, Dr. Harry Tsang told me the Confucius Institutes are at the highest level of these CCP infiltration and influence operations. The CCP wants the world to see them as a, as a, you know, a friendly power on the rise. And uh, as, as many researchers, I guess you can include myself in, in that camp now that have researched this for many years, 
would say that has been a lie of Chinese intelligence agencies that has fooled a lot of uh, sophisticated business persons, academics worldwide, and captured a lot of elites. And so that's what's going on uh, in Canada and, and around the world right now, Mike. And again, uh, this should be just a red flashing warning light. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going back. I know uh, uh, Foreign Affairs Minister, you know, uh, Mark Grenot said our eyes are wide open, parroting what I think John McCallum, who was the ambassador to China at the time, 2017, said. Uh, we want to pursue stronger ties with China, but with our eyes wide open. Well, I have my doubts. I mean, their infiltration has uh, increased, especially as uh, the latest revolutions that you've been reporting on and, and investigating, you know, right into the parliamentary system. Well, it doesn't seem to me our eyes are wide open, or at least we're not doing much about it. Well, Michael, I, the thought that comes to my mind with your comment there is, again, another one of the lines that uh, in the intelligence I obtained that will stand up in court says that the CCP seeks to, this is a quote, co-opt and corrupt former officials. So uh, if some people that, uh, you know, were, were pushing this, you know, deeper engagement with China line for years and taking trips and perhaps being you know, buttered up in ways that could have been nefarious. I do believe some people's eyes are wide open, but their eyes are wide open to corruption. They're not willfully blind. I'm still surprised in our, uh, our the last election campaign, the previous one, uh, you know, in those leaders debates, et cetera, nobody talks about this. And I think that's a problem. I mean, this is a, a, a lonely kind of place for you to be on global news. And I'm, I'm thrilled that they're doing that with or letting giving you that platform and the work that you're doing. But my God, this has got to be escalated into a much higher priority really before. Well, I don't want to say it's before it's too late. That could be a debate whether it already is. It just seems overwhelming. The success they've had is overwhelming. The warnings have been there. Your work has been exposing uh, some horrendous practices uh, within. And so let me finish with this, Sam. Um, are you optimistic? If we talk again, I hope we talk well before that, but let's say we do talk again in say three, four years, will we have made progress in stopping this level of infiltration from the Communist Party? Well, that, I mean, that's a brilliant question. Again, I, I, I think back to Kenny Chu, the former conservative MP, who's very, very versed because he was a target. What he says is that he believes the CCP saw, this is his words, blood in the water from the 2021 election. He believes they're becoming more open and brazen. Uh, he believes that this will get worse. And I do believe we're at a pivotal moment right now where the, the threats to democracy, and I'm talking about Chinese Canadian community sources that have been contacting me saying, thank you so much for this work. If people knew how much danger the system is in, uh, there would be change very quickly. But that change, uh, it hasn't happened yet. I, I know we're, I, I'll, I'll finish by saying, you would have thought that these revelations might have led to you know, the government saying, we're concerned, we're looking at tabling a foreign interference bill. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't heard that yet. When I hear that is when I will think, start to be optimistic. Yeah, it erodes such confidence in the system. A, a whole range of things go through my mind why that hasn't happened yet. But I'll leave it with this. Sam Cooper, Global News, brilliant work. The book is called Willful Blindness. Go get a copy. How a network of narcos, tycoons, and CCP agents infiltrated the rest. We say we care about our country. Well, this is a great place to start. Sam, you know how much I appreciate you finding time and love the work itself. I think it's incredibly important. Great. Thanks so much.